What's up, brother? Howdy. Howdy, howdy. It's just two of us tonight. We're uh, we're missing our third amigo for the evening. Randy had to take the night off and uh, deal with some family thing. Well, be with his boys, so yeah. they had a birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Yep, happy birthday. We, uh, good week this week, bro? Um, it's been pretty, been all right this week. Pretty uneventful. Yeah, same here, bro. Been working on stuff for the podcast and uh, trying to learn new things on Photoshop and YouTube videos, videos in general. Yeah, it's been, uh, ah, it's the week before Christmas. Yeah. It's not a whole, not too many people got too many ants in their pants. They're not, not in any rush. Yeah. Nothing. Unless whenever, whenever this time of the the holidays comes around, you know everybody's just kind of done with the year. Yeah, especially it's, this year. Jesus. Especially in twenty twenty. Yeah. Especially this year. Wave goodbye to this bitch. We got our first on the real quick touch on the COVID front. We got our first vaccinations this week. Did Did you see the video of the girl that that passed out like fifteen minutes after she got the shot? No. Yeah, that was a good look. Good look yeah. for the vaccine. She she was a nurse, and she it was in Tennessee. She got the shot and passed out 15 minutes later. Holy crap! Claiming that she passed out due to pain, uh, to pain. Due to pain. Yeah. Did it hurt her? Oh well. So, you. 15 minutes after you get a shot, do you still feel it? Ah, uh, you shouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I could, you know, imagine where you had the shot being a little tendy, but right. Every time I've ever had a shot, it it di- didn't make me want to pass out. And I understand people's pain tolerance levels are a little different, but yeah, still, but pass out over a shot. She passed out in the floor, like fell over. It was weird. So I was like, you know what? I just you know, more power to anyone that wants to get the shot to get the vaccine. But go for it. Yeah, it's not gonna be me. Yeah, when everybody that wants to get it, get it. This is the United States. You can make your choice. On well, your own. Typically, though, as far as, you know, they said side effects of it, the Bell's palsy. Mm. Um, yeah, and then it fading, you know, it going away. Um, but typically, by the time that it's readily available for our, you and me, you know, a few months down the road, all those side effects and kinks should ideally be worked out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm still, it'll be a while if I get it. Well, but. yeah, I, I just, who knows what's going to happen outside of the, uh, this poor girl passing out 15 minutes after she, and it, it's a good thing. Like, don't get me wrong when I say it, I'm not getting it because I don't, I believe that other people should be getting it before me. Right. Well, you know what I'm that's saying? The thing. Well, and that's, it's coming out in phases, so. Right. You know, phase one's going to be your frontline staff and older people, of course, and they're yeah. going to hit. The phase two is going to be people that 
have are probably more in contact with it. Yeah. And then phase three will be, I imagine, I think it's phase three. Yeah. Like I th- that. It'll be for the general public. The first phase is for like your frontline workers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your first phase is for your nurses and your doctors and your medical staff. And that then makes, I imagine. Makes you know, the most sense. Yeah. And then of course your um, high risk people will probably be part of that to a certain extent. Yeah. So on another note, talking about something that uh I wanted to give a a movie of the week. A movie of the week. Yeah. Oh shit. This man. is a recommendation to anyone who likes movies, watches movies. Zombieland. Uh, <laughs> Zombieland is a decent <laughs> movie. It's a good movie. That's Trevor's number one. Numero Uno for sure. For sure. For sure. So my movie of the week, and I watched it a couple months ago, actually, but the movie I want to recommend to you right now is called Lake Mungo. Never yep. seen it. Lake Mungo, it's rated R. It is uh, classified as a horror thriller. Mm. Runtime is an hour and 29 minutes. And I will tell you, it is a found footage film, but it's not, it's not, there are found footage like Blair Witch Project type you know, where they find footage throughout the film. But um it's a it's a it's kind of like a mockumentary. So it's a fake documentary. Yeah. Where they're exploring this this girl who drowned um while in like a family getaway. And it was film it was an Australian film by Joel Anderson who never did anything else. So if somehow this gets to Joel Anderson do some more stuff, bro. This was this was an insanely good, um, I would assume lower budget. Yeah, so the budget was one point seven million in Australian dollars. So yeah, definitely lower. Is it considered a B rated movie? I guess. Yeah, I, it was a part of the. Um, it was a part of a film compilation that was done not too long ago, or two thousand eight. Um. Horror Fest or Night, uh, I can't remember. Hmm. I'll, I'm gonna, look, but so what is Aussie to, to dollars again? Uh, so that was a million two hundred and ninety-five. So me, medium budget film. Is that one to one? Is that the ratio? Aussie <laughs> to the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a good movie, and I think that um, basically everyone should watch it. If you like that kind of movie, but, um, the end is crazy. So, and the family, uh, it's just, it's just a documentary about this family and all the actors are so good in it. Hmm. They, they sell you on the fact that it's a, that, that you could believe it was a documentary. I'm gonna have to, what's it called? Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Uh, I'm trying to find what the, um. Got ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. The um, here's the summary of it. I guess the Alice drowns while swimming, and her family begins experiencing inexplicable events in their home. The family hires a parapsychologist who whose investigation unveils Alice's secret double life and leads them all to Lake Mungo. Yeah, secret double life. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, but 
so to be clear in the film she has a double life away from her family sort of mm-hmm. it's not like she's not like run around doing it's just watch it it's it's <laughs> interesting like it's it's different and i can't explain it without giving too much away right but it it is um riveting i thought it was really good and um it perf- it premiered at the sydney film festival in 08 and then the south by southwest film festival in austin texas in 09 so great movie i give it a I'd probably be right there in line with the Rotten Tomatoes folks. I think it was a damn fine movie to just be, you know, kind of lesser known. Yeah, the the Google reviews on it are, are, I think, the overall, like, almost four stars. But seems like some of these lower stars are um, one of them is someone just putting the plot of the movie on here, giving it two stars. And it's definitely not, it's not a ghost movie. So, don't like, it's not like a, it, it's, it's not, I can't, I can't, I can't give any more away. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's so good. And the end is just, the end is crazy. Speaking of movies, I watched the, uh, told you earlier, I watched the last episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Anybody that has not watched The Mandalorian, that's your show of the week right there. You need to go watch it. It's good stuff. Show of the week. Show of the week. It's, um, today's, my uncle texted me this morning, asked me if I'd seen it yet, and I said no, and he said, you know, you need to go watch it before it's spoiled for you. Didn't really understand what that meant until... I got to the end of the episode, and it, it oh, okay, I see, you know, <laughs> it kind of dawned on me, but it was good, um, I think I like season two better than I like the first season, it's only eight episodes long, so, not a big fan of that, I yeah. prefer it to be like 15. That's what I've been reading, so I haven't watched The Mandalorian, but I've been reading that, that a, a mass majority of the people have enjoyed the second season more. It's been very good, it's been very good. I guess because they've introduced more lore characters to it. That and it's kind of feels more. So it's it kind of feels like kind of like a western. Like yeah. Shoot yeah. them out, shoot them, bang bang. No. And the second season, they kind of introduced some big big name characters and people that have some. Uh, they have yeah a big part. They're a big part of the Star Wars universe. So yeah. They kind of introduced them and expanded on a little bit and really made it feel like Star Wars. What they didn't do was seven, eight, and nine. So it was, it was good. Yeah, season three is supposed to be already officially, in, you know, in in the works. So, fun fact. Um, what episode? What was it? Chapter nine. What's the name of it? What was the the marshal? What was the last episode called? Um, I can tell you here in just a second. Which one was that? But... Mm-hmm. The last episode was chapter 
chapter 16. Huh. So 8 and 8. One, two, three, four. Yeah, 8. 8 in the first, 8 in the second. So John Favreau. Fun fact about that is he's the one that was happy in uh, The Avengers. Happy? Yeah. He directed it. Did he? Yeah. Wow. He's executive producer. Did not know that. For I The Mandalorian. So I'm good. Bro. They've done a phenomenal job in with this show as far as giving us a piece that's outside the typical scope. You know, yeah. It's not about a Jedi or a Sith. You know, it's 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 completely unrelated, but interesting how because of the what it's placed at, it's kind of so you know, the Empire Falls in the sixth episode. Yeah. So, or the sixth movie, sorry. Yeah. Technically the third movie, but uh, Return of the Jedi. So after that, Empire Falls, and I think it's interesting that it shows that how basically, you know, obviously the Empire was bad, but how society and order kind of broke down. After right. The Empire. So, you know, there's no, no support there. There's no government. There's no nothing. So it's uh, kind of get to see all the different worlds and they kind of run them run themselves and there's no kind of there's no establishment so it's it's interesting yeah it's kind of cool so i that's hey more power to them man they're doing the they're doing the right thing since they fucked up the last three movies oh my god what a miserable failure well you know in seven i wasn't the biggest fan of seven but eight eight shit the bad yeah I understand that we talked about that for weeks. Oh, despising well, it. Well, you know, just eight, shitting on it. You came in and with when you did these movies, there's big names, a lot of money, a lot of following behind it, and you had no direction when you made these movies. Yeah, you run in different directors and their thoughts clashing or where what direction they wanted a head clashing, and well, I'm just gonna forget what he did and do my own thing. Yeah. They, they build all this up for the seventh movie, and then in the eighth movie, it just all got kind of swept aside, and everything that was supposed to be big, you know, who's who's raised parents? Mm. Oh, your parents are nobodies. You know? <laughs> and, of course, they come in at nine, and actually, her parents are Palpatines. Yeah, what a you disaster. Know, Shazam. What a disaster. Let's just, let's just get off that topic, because... We'd rant about it for the next hour. Oh my hour god, and a half. it would be the whole podcast. <clears throat> it really would. I, I like Star Wars people. I hate that movie. Yeah, I don't even want to say its name. I don't either. I just got number eight. Number eight, Star Wars number eight, not worth your time. Terrible, atrocious. So, um, I wanted to bring something up today that I think needs to be talked about. Um, and we discussed it in our in our pre-show thing. Uh, discussions. Um, Suzanne Murpho. She's the lady that went missing on Mother's Day mm-hmm. um, in Colorado. And um, basically, her husband hasn't had anything to do with, with the search efforts. And her brother is the one with all these people out in the woods looking for her. Um, so background, she went missing on Mother's Day, 
just disappeared um, while on a bike ride. And um, since then, her husband, I believe, has come out twice and um, pleaded for her safety. So, naturally, that makes him look really guilty. Yeah. And his alibi was that he was off at work, but... Or he was, he was out of town on work. Yeah, but who, if your wife disappears, who doesn't... Who would not be a part of that? Who's not out in the woods searching yeah. well, with her family, her brother. All these, whoever else, and you're not. You're not yeah. worried. <laughs> and her brother, Andrew. So so her brother, um, in September, said that he feared his, his sister's disappearance was related to a domestic, uh, domestic abuse. So, um, and also, Mr. Murpho. The um, husband, who's awfully guilty, put their family home up for sale in October, saying that he's scared to return and that strangers have been roaming the property. Watching his ass. I think he's, a, I think he's living with a guilty conscience. Probably. He knows, he knows what he did. Well, and coming on TV to say, please return or, yeah. or whatever it is, come home. That's, that's a dog and pony show. Yeah, come on, man. If you care, if you gave a fuck, you would have your ass out there in the woods with her brother, with her family members, with these police officers uh, trying to find her. I, I, I just, uh, that's a sad story, man. You know, they had two, they had two daughters. Uh, they were all, they were away on a camping trip, which is odd because it's Mother's Day. Yeah, that is odd. Why'd they get sent away? Daddy sent him away so he could have the opportunity to do whatever it is. Yeah, but he said that he was not. He was at some work thing. So he says. Yeah. I'm sure the police are looking into that pretty carefully. So, and apparently on December 10th, uh, which was two weeks ago, give or take. Um, Ten days ago. Yeah, Nine he was ago. passing out uh, handbills with pictures of his wife. Um, exactly seven months to the day she went missing. Seven months, and he's finally passing out posters. That's all show. But it seems like to me, that's ridiculous, man. I can't, I can't handle that shit. Like that, that makes me so fucking mad when these cowards do this kind of shit, man. Like uh, Chris Watt, I can't even watch the documentary about that asshole. Yeah, that just slaughtered his family. I just. It's crazy what people are uh, capable of, man. Fuck you, Chris Watt, you fucking prick. Dude, that guy, man. I, I can't even. He's what caused me to get off of Facebook. Yeah, really? Because I can't, I can't sit there and. Because and, when, when that happened, um, you know, certain things were going on here that were affecting me. Yeah. And. To see this guy who was who was claimed to be some God, man of God, who who was um, seeing a mistress in North Carolina, he he was traveling from Colorado to North Carolina to see this mistress of his, and also, um, they said that he looked like they looked like the perfect family on Facebook, hmm. so that. I didn't like Facebook to begin with. Yeah. 
but when when I saw that shit and I was like, okay, when you look like the perfect family, and, and I don't want to see all these people that I know on Facebook, yeah, and and have to think that about everything. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things for me that I just made a decision to get off of it because you remember the uh, Jody Arias? Oh yeah, trial. Yeah, I remember. I was working uh, back then. I was going to college full time and working full time. I work in the mornings, go to school, go to classes, go back to work, and go home. And I had some days where my classes were a little uh, less, so I could, you know, I'd be at home for a little extra. And uh, I remember watching that trial, and Jesus, that was a big deal. Jesus Christ, she that stabbed was, him. How like seventy times in the back? Some yeah, something crazy. Yeah, a couple of years ago when Shane had the flu, I guess it was. It's been like three years. Um, they had a Jody area special on the ID channel. Oh, really? And, and I literally watched, because I slept on the couch that night. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to catch the flu. I am not so. catching that shit. Yeah, I was like, nah. Mm-mm. So I slept on the couch, and, well, she called me out there, like, early in the, like, early in the morning. But um, every time I went to sleep, it was either coming on or going off. Is that when I brought you, brought you suit? Yeah, dude. That, that, yeah. You want to talk about a cold-ass night. Yeah, bro. It was snowy. Yeah, it was snow on the ground. Snow everywhere. That's Back a true story. friend. That's a true friend right there. Backstory: I've uh, me and me and my old buddy here kind of lived beside each other for a while now, more yeah. or less. And now we're closer. Yeah, now we are. I used to live across the street. And now I'm in the same cul-de-sac, um, neighborhood. Na- yeah, same neighborhood. But yeah, it was. Ooh, I was a little scary too. Walk. You want to talk about being out of breath, son, walking up that hill? You walked across a major, like a major highway, too. Yeah, dude, sure did. Brought you a can of soup. Yeah. Well, hell, you you won't get into the grocery store to get any soup. Yeah, everything was closed. And we had one can left. Just happened to work out perfectly. Yeah, every time I woke up, either, because they played that marathon, that marathon, they played a marathon of that Jody Arias special because it aired that night. Yeah. Over and over oh and over. I would wake up, be like the same part that I fell asleep to, yeah. and then it would be the <laughs> next episode. And I'm and I was just in this time warp of fucking this psychotic bitch. It's man, it's crazy. To, there was that one, and then the what was the one with the with the kid with her daughter? What was her name? With her daughter? Yeah. Her daughter went missing. I'm not ringing any bells. Oh. Oh. Big trial. John Benet Ramsey? Uh-huh. John Benet? Uh-huh. Was it old? It's older. It wasn't a little girl? Yeah, it was a little girl. She went missing. Wasn't John Benet Ramsey? I don't think so. I don't think she went missing. I think they actually found her. Well, no, this one, I want to say they found the little girl's remains in the woods. Buried in the woods sometime after. Well, so let me go back to this story real quick because if you have any information on uh, Suzanne Renee Morpho um, in Maysville, Colorado, Salida, Chafee County, uh, contact somebody and um, just check on your people, man. Stay in touch with people, especially during this. It's insane time because you just don't know what's happening. Don't take Facebook's word for it. Get off your lazy ass. Give them a call. Go see them. 
um and just you, you don't know what's going on with them so if anybody knows anything about her and and we'll be hoping for the best for for the family for sure um so just tragic and uh i hope that their family gets peace casey anthony casey anthony that's yeah yeah that was another psycho yeah she uh did she drown her kids she was found not guilty by the way did she drown her kid um i don't remember let's see on December 11th, 2008, two-year-old Kaylee skeletal remains were found with a blanket inside a laundry bag in a wooded area near uh, Anthony's family's house. Hmm. <clears throat> Which she pled not guilty and was found not guilty, so apparently she didn't do it, but lying to the detectives and all that stuff. That was a big deal. People are be- Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big that. case. I remember that one. That's another one I remember watching in between work and college. Yeah, people are insane, dude. I was reading another thing. I saw I saw something today about uh, and I've known about it, but have you ever heard of August Delagrange? Delagrange. Um, so this was a guy who was accused of killing several people in Louisiana, uh, in nineteen twelve, or he died in nineteen twelve, by the hands of a priest and a voodoo practitioner. Oh. Shit. Who drove a stake through his heart? That is right, folks. He was said to be a vampire and was c- accused of killing people in the bayous of Louisiana. And a there's vampire. a picture. There's a picture. Someone they have the heart and the stake with the heart has a hole in it. Yeah, dude. Jesus, it's on here. Vampires are real, fellas. I don't know about, but that is insane. People are crazy. That's an interesting story, man. I just, I, sometimes I can't fathom the things that people do and the things that they come up with. <laughs> that is right, folks. You thought that fucking Dracula was coming from uh, Transylvania? Nope. No. The bios of Louisiana. The bios. The bio. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This dude was killed by a voodoo practitioner. What did it say? And a priest. A priest, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> we thought throwing. we thought 2020 was weird. 1912 was fucking weird, weird. They killed a fucking Dracula. <laughs> or vampire, not Dracula. <laughs> Dracula's offspring. Oh, man. That, that just blew me away. Yeah, it's... interesting very interesting like i said man it's it's pretty crazy how when you think about that you read about the things people have said and done over the years it's uh if you've ever thought of something being done someone's probably already fucking done it it's a real shit show man people are people are terrible yeah that's why i don't think that people are inherently good i think that people are inherently instinctual yeah and 100%. you're ta- like, so, you know, people always say you're inherently good. People argue that it's inherently good or inherently bad. Right. No, I think people, humans are inherently instinctual. 
Well, and so good and bad is going to be dictated by how they're raised, what their situation is. Culture is, you know, what do you define as good and bad? It's not the same across the world. So that's. But I would say there's a standard moral principle, especially in the West. I mean, absolutely, I agree. So there is, but then again, and even in other cultures, you know, murder. Sure. And then there's cultures that it's not. You know that it's. It's not far fetched for something, you know, for someone to be guilty. Yeah. So I don't. Well, I think you're. I think it's like you said. I think it's a lot of it's instinctual, and you're, you know, a lot. It's nature versus nurture. Yeah, I think that in the, I just, for me, in the United States, or not even the United States in the world, I think we're all born, like I said, inherently instinctual to our primordial. Um, beginnings. Yeah, and, I mean, I think so. And we're shaped for um, where that takes us. Well, I think we're people who learn to survive. So, and the and the other question, like that, has just been then that I've been racking my brain about this week. Some, and it's been part of my thoughts and writing and stuff. But how much do we really know about anything? That's a little vague. Just just think, like, a lot of scientific theory is hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the majority of it. Like, right. <laughs> like when you talk about the Earth's crust, mm-hmm. they haven't even been able to get to the mantle. They don't, that's a, that is a, that's a theory, or a, what's it called? It's a. They know the mantle is there basically by guessing. They can't access it. That's what I'm saying. So how much do we really know about anything else? We've only been to space, what, a handful of times? I think we're barely scratching the surface of a lot of And that's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, we like to think that we're relatively advanced. And, you know, just a, a couple hundred years ago, they were still fighting battles and wars lining up and shooting each other with muskets and yeah. uh but i think it goes to show that that's not um we're advancing priority. we're advancing quickly but so maybe not as quick as we think but well in our advancements and very specific things i mean that getting to the crust how much of a priority is that i imagine if it was but what's in the mantle priority, we would would be down there i mean what but what but but why isn't going to space a priority? Wow, we got so many problems here. <laughs> I'm saying we need to find another fucking place to live, dude. No shit. Like this is a, uh, you know, I believe in 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 climate change. I don't think there's any way to stop it. So I'm think and and I'm a pessimist in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I'm thinking, dude, we. <laughs> Well, I think so with climate change. I think that a lot of your so yeah, I think the Earth's uh, most basic cycle, you know, is it things are going to get warmer, and you know they talk about global warming and <laughs> climate change and all this and that. Yeah, and you know I'm sure there's a factor that humans are playing on it. Uh, oh yeah, of I mean, course. We're a parasite, right? So, of course, but. I also think that the Earth 
it's by nature is going to have these cycles. I mean, we've already had one ice age, right? So that we know of. I imagine if we've had more over the years, it's I'm sure it's possible. So, I mean, I, to me, it's not saying that the client, you know, that our environment isn't important. Of course, it is. We should take care of it, but. I do think to a, a certain extent that it's a little bit uncontrollable. Yeah, it is definitely uncontrollable. It is what it is. It's definitely uncontrollable. And, um, you know, it's just things are so vast. And that's probably why I asked a vague, like a vague question, a broad question, because I don't think we know much about anything. No, I don't. No. I to be really honest. Scratching the surface. We know electricity, yeah. right? Um, uh, doctors know how to do surgeries mm -hmm. that that aren't always effective, right? Um, but I guess that's part of the human the human element because <clears throat> I'm I'm a believer of that. I'm a believer in that when it's your time, it's your time. There's no stopping that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, obviously our life here is finite. You know, it ends at some point. The only things I think we know for sure are you're born and then you die. You pay taxes <laughs> if you live in the United States. Well, in other countries, of course, but we won't get into that today. Um, and then you die. That's it. That's the only two definite things. You're going to pay taxes and die. And but if I you don't pay taxes, you're going to jail. But I, th <laughs> but I think it's important to That's remember that we need to make the best of it. The best of yeah. what we're doing here. I agree. Time is, I mean, life's short. I mean, 50 years, 80 years, and that's it. You know, there's, of course, people that live, we're living longer now than what yes. we ever have. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a whole nother conversation. People are living longer. And how long, what's the end goal? So, you know, people are living at 80, 90, 100 regularly now. Back in the day, 50 was old, 40 was old. So, what's the end game? Two hundred years. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're trying to learn reprogram ourselves to to keep reproducing so we don't age. I mean, I don't know. I think that um, you know, this is just this is just uh, I don't know. It, it's um conjecture. So don't take this. Literally, I'm not a fucking scientist, but <laughs> I think there's, I think that in some way, our, now hear me out when I say this, because it's going to be really weird. I feel like a part of our soul, a part of our consciousness is recycled from past lives, from other people, from experiences, because how, how do we know? To be afraid, like, how do people in the jungle know to be afraid of a, a fucking tiger? Why are we afraid? I mean, but it's it's bigger than that. It's like, it comes from somewhere. Yeah. Whether that's our instinct that we've instinctual. built up through the past generations and whatever else. Um, It's just... I think there's more to all this than what we can see, and we'll never perceive any of it. Well, I don't think we're. I don't think we're supposed to. <laughs> I think our brain it. would literally ex explode. Right. 
Like, I think that's what happens. Like, when you die, it's like, oh, that makes sense. On it's to the like, next. Yeah, it just pulls off this veil, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And th- that's it. Oh, wow. You know, you just hit me with the, the answer that people look for their whole lives. Yeah. Another but- interesting news story here for the uh, good folks of North Carolina. A uh, Conover man was uh, sentenced in child pornography case. Really? Yeah. Good law. Good. Fuck you. I think, uh, oh, speaking of North Carolina, did you see the map that came out about the counties with COVID? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Say bye to everybody's jobs. I mean, good lord, man. We should have done this in the beginning. Yeah. If we're going to do it, I mean, I mean, we've already crippled the economy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily for shutdown, but I do think that it has a certain perks. Shut it down completely and wipe it out. I mean, it's the only thing that will indefinitely work. We mean, we can try and be clean and wash our hands. And, you know, speaking of washing hands, when you use the bathroom, you go take a shit, please wash your Dude, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Listen. I, I was at work the other day. Dude came in, used the restroom, did not wash his fucking hands. Bro. That's disgusting. When I was in the Marine Corps, motherfuckers used to get called out for not washing this shit. That's gross. You, like, this dude went in there, took a shit, didn't wash his hands, and then went ate. Yo. That's gross. <laughs> dude. That's fucking That's grody, dude. That's terrible. And he probably snipped his finger somewhere along the way, I imagine. Oh, God. <laughs> he sniffed his... Like this. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> no, that, that, that is that not smells. cool. Hey, I listen. If you... if <laughs> Wash your fucking hands, for one. Okay? Especially when you shit. I wonder how that smells today. Mm, even better to smell you <laughs> with... <laughs> Don't smell your shitty fingers. That's gross. Shit smells like shit. There's no, it's not different. Although when I was a kid, I had a, dude, I had a weird tick when I was a kid and I would smell my fingers like that. Yeah, dude. You just sniffed your fingers? Yeah, I did that. I used to do that. Like, yeah, it's fucking weird. What'd they smell like? I don't know. (laughs) It just was one of those like weird fucking kid ticks. Weird, uh, childhood uh like i'm sure i had probably why i started smoking cigarettes probably i'm sure i had some weird ticks when i was young but weird shit that i did but i don't i don't remember i think i'd like to think i was relatively normal man this pedophiles dude they need to fucking burn in hell i i have i have no sympathy no i have none like go fuck yourself no and my wife likes uh, SVU a lot, so yeah. I've seen way too many SVU episodes, and it, it they're gross every time. I hate it. I, I can't stand that shit. Yeah, it's... And, and good on the sheriff and all the people that were uh, working that case and got this guy uh, locked up. Fuck you, buddy. I hope you burn it. 1,300 illicit files, according to the release. 13? 1,300. Good Lord. 
That's a thirteen hundred. Bro, did I did I ever tell you about the um the children of the snow? Um, maybe. It was a um a special ID channel about. So I'm gonna read the synopsis real quick. Uh, or yeah, the summary. Sorry. Um, Children of the Snow explores the unsolved and baffling kidnapping, captivity, and murder of four young people in the suburbs of Detroit 40 years ago. The case, dubbed the Oakland County Child Killer, sparked the biggest manhunt in U.S. history, ushering in a wave of fear we came to know as Stranger Danger. So, this case started the Stranger Danger you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was they there were these four kids, they found them all uh dead, like buried in the snow. And is that a movie? It's a mini series. Oh okay. it was a documentary. And um this is kind of graphic, but in with each of the kids, they had been like cleaned up and in their autopsy they found they had their favorite meals. Which is just absolutely disturbing. Um, right. But they ended up uncovering this huge child uh, pornography, abuse, um, hundreds of thousands of videos and pictures that were being distributed. And then there was an island off of, um, I guess it was Michigan Island or something, where they found... Um, there was a camp where they were taking young men to um, rape and molest them. Jeez. It's pretty bad. The, the series was really good, is but it on, it, it was disturbing. It is it on Netflix or Hulu? Or uh, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I definitely, it's definitely worth a watch. It's really sad, um, of course, but uh, it's good. It's just, and they exposed a lot of, uh, a lot of shit. Uh, big figures, like prominent figures. That's interesting when stuff like goes down and then you have these big name people that are very, like you said, very prominent. Yeah. And a lot of it got, a lot of it got swept under the rug. That's what I was about to say is that, that wham, bam, thank you, man, what's going? Yeah. No, that shit ever gets out. Not often. No. No, if it was you or me, of course, it'd be a different. It'd yeah, be different. But money's power. It's sickening. It's sickening that if you got enough money, you can get away with whatever you want. Just about. Yeah, average Joe under the jail cell. Oh, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. You might as well just forget it. Yeah, I mean, if you're which you should fuck off. Like yeah. I don't like you. You should be dead. But the the problem that we're talking about is prominent figures that are caught in these scandals. Yeah, you got enough money, you're not held accountable. It's, yeah. it's and then it's talk because that's what we see. It's loud, and people are paid off. Money talks, and nobody's held accountable. And it just they're taught that they can do whatever the hell they want with no repercussions. I hate that. It's. That's I think that shows the inherent nature of greedy ass people. Yeah, I mean when 
when you're greedy as hell and selfish as hell and you when know, you, you can know bribe you somebody do. when you know it's you can do whatever you want yeah i mean there's no no there's nothing to keep you from doing it yeah and that's taught and that's taught from yeah. a young age yeah it is that's not something just someone picks up one day and says i can do whatever the fuck i want no they learn it it's it that's it's enabled yeah that's a hundred percent nurtured environment they're taught it they're they're enabled because they don't they don't get punished right yeah and I, I wouldn't necessarily say like you know i mean i know i was spanked which is whatever yeah i'm, I'm okay but i'm um, just fine but you know It's one of those things, you know. This say like there's a sign on the on the in a road like on the sidewalk that says no parking here. Yeah. The asshole that pulls up and parks there is probably like that. Probably a criminal because he's done it his whole life. He's done it his whole life and gotten away with whatever the fuck he wanted. Well, well, here's what happens. So whenever you're taught a, a certain way of doing things, and that's how you've always done it for years. Yeah. And when it's Try someone tries to break that, you know, that's a problem. You, you know, you don't. People don't adjust. They don't acclimate. Uh, like my previous job, I can't. I mean, we had so many behavioral <coughs> issues, and you know, a lot of it was they learned it. You know, they were never held accountable, never taught responsibility, never nothing. Just allowed to do and say whatever they wanted. If they wanted something, they got it, and you know, they have these huge behavioral issues and you can't, it's hard to correct. How do you correct that when that's what, they, what they've been taught? Yeah. And, uh, well, at some point, know, at some point, it's just, see what happens. It's just embedded. What happens is, is they're, they're taught this until they're too big to, cause when you do put your foot down and say something, you know, uh, aggression comes and it's followed by aggression. Yeah, and then when they're so big that you can't do anything to control it, not even a little bit, you know, the temper tantrums are, you know, a, a grown ass adult t- having a temper tantrum like a damn three year old. Yeah, and then then they that's when they get want put on institutions or, you know, left on the street, whatever it is, and and those behaviors stay. They don't just be you know they don't leave. Yeah, and then the responsibility, of course, is on somebody else in society to have to to deal with that and it's it's interesting that when you see firsthand what how uh, much of an effect that you you how you're raised plays yeah and you in your behavior and oh yeah it's it's interesting yeah and i think there's things along the way Right, that of course you know you might not have been raised that way. You just turned out, you had a rough go. Yeah, something bad happened to you, and you're just like, you know what, fuck it. But that doesn't make you a a bad person. No, you might have. Uh, I mean, we all have shortcomings, but obviously, there's a difference between murdering right. someone. Right. Well, I th- I think it's interesting how much that the the nurture aspect. I mean, everybody, I think, has had a certain inclination, you know, a certain personality, a certain certain traits already. Right. 
and you couple that with the right environment, and it turns into a shit show. So, changing this up a little bit, did you see the about the U.S. hacks where they got hacked? The solar, the solar, uh, solar winds, the sunburst uh, hack on the U.S. government. No. Yeah, dude. Have you noticed that the Wi-Fi and uh, like the the Wi-Fi and phone service hasn't been that great lately? It has been kind of shitty. Yeah, dude. This past week, our Wi-Fi has gone down like three times, and it never does. Why though? I think because of this this, this hack. What was that? What was it? What's the hack? Um, like it who was what the okay. So apparently, it was Russian, a Russian hack. Many suspect the Russian government is responsible. I don't know about that. Um, but they, of course, Russia denied it. And to me, I think Vladimir Putin just gets a kick out of people talking about him. So, um, yeah. But, um, so the U.S. Energy Department is the latest agency to confirm it has been breached in what is being described as the worst ever hack on the U.S. government. Jesus. The department is responsible for managing U.S. nuclear weapons, mm. but said the arsenal's security had not been compromised. So what got compromised then? Um, Something got compromised. Tech giant Microsoft also said on Thursday that it had found malicious software in its systems. Mm. Many suspect the Russian government is responsible, but Russia has denied any role. So the U.S. Treasury the Commerce de- and Commerce Departments are, am- are among the other targets of sophisticated months-long breach, which was first acknowledged by officials on Sunday. So it's been going on for months, and they just acknowledged it on Sunday. They've been breached for a while now. Yeah. And they're just now talking about it. Yeah. Big surprise to me. Hmm. I've not heard anything about that. No, I'm kind of. I'm honestly kind of surprised that it's not been on the news. I've heard, I've seen stuff about it, but um, I mean, God, dude, <laughs> like, is this a surprise? Our government has done some wacky shit, mm-hmm. and this is probably just another wacky thing they've done to to hide something or stir something up. I, I don't know about you, but with 2020, I'm done. Dude, news. I'm done with media. Get I'm us the fuck out of this year. Oh my god. Get me out. Can we make fuck. a fucking uh some kind of time machine or teleportation? Can we just skip it. So if 2020 starts or 2021 starts like 2020 and and it just like snowballs out of control like this year has like like a shit storm, can we just move forward? Yeah, to the next like let's, let's go a few years down the line. Let's skip. Skip ahead. Like skip a few years. You know, yeah, and just see where it comes out at. But but imagine, imagine we're all sitting around New Year's Eve, you know, masked up, <laughs> yeah. with our champagne. We're like counting down, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and then like instead of Happy New Year, you're round two. Oh, that's okay. Fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I don't think. I, I don't think every all this shit's done yet. Yeah, <laughs> or, or you hear like the purge, purge Mortal alarms going off. Finish him. The purge alarms going oh off. My God. Speaking of a crazy ass movie, those movies are 
The first one was dope. Yeah, interesting. Except yeah, they killed cool. off my dog, uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Which was ridiculous how he at, died. At the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't even remember how he died. That fucking asshole. Sp- spoiler alert. But this movie's been out for years, so, you know, if you haven't seen it, sorry. But that, that fucking blonde-headed asshole stabs him. Remember mm. that big-ass knife? Yeah. After he cleaned up, like, five of his buddies? Yeah. This, this kid's, like, standing around the doorway camping in a corner. Fucking campers. And just <laughs> stabs him in the stomach. He was, he was pretty tough, that movie, too. Bro, he was destroying those people that came in his house. That's what I'm saying. With that Mossberg? Yeah. With the, with the chainsaw grip mm-hmm. on it? Whoa. That was nasty. That was, that a, was good a good movie. movie. The rest of them, not so much. Uh, I've watched another one, but I don't, I don't remember which Did one. Did you it like was. it? It was all right. Wasn't as good as the first one, but it, it was okay. I think it. Uh, I think the the whole point of what made that movie good was that it was so different, and it's only gonna that's only good for one movie. <laughs> yeah. You keep playing on it, it just gets old. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like, you know, and at this point, dude, we don't need to see any more shit like that. Well, the, what made it so good was that it was completely, totally different than anything else, you know? It yeah. Was, it, had its, it was its own unique thing, and then you made a second one, and then you made a third one. I wouldn't be surprised if there was ten of them like Saul's by the end of the, you know, by the time we Oh, done. God. All the Saul movies. So... The only thing, so at Halloween time, we watched The Last Saw, and I've never seen it, because <clears throat> I wasn't a huge fan of those movies outside of the first one, because the first one was a, a classic, but um, the only redeeming factor is the guy that played Jigsaw. Like, he's great. Yeah. He's brilliant. Brilliant actor. Yeah, he's good. But um, I didn't give a damn about the characters. Um, I don't care about the traps anymore. Yeah, it's like those are those are silly. Well, the um, first one it was crazy. You know that's cool. Well, yeah, and the first one had that massive twist when he stood up out of the floor. That was insane. Yeah, that was a that was one of the greatest twists. He was there the whole damn time. Oh my god, amazing! Just laughing. Oh, speaking of uh, pedophiles oh, in the oh, government. Oh, oh. California authorities rescue girl at the age of 12 from pedophile who once ran for Congress. That'll be out of the news by tomorrow. You won't be able to find it. He once ran for Congress. Once. Did he lose? And then we got a badass kid who's seven years old in Tennessee saving his baby sister from a fire that burned a house down. You know what? Go get him, young man. That's what. That's the stories we need. All right. Fuck all this. What do you? What are we gonna do about a Russian hack or hackers or any of this shit? Let's just let's just take a step back. As as a citizens of this this country, and and realize the the great things that are happening that people do on a daily basis. Yeah, you gotta. I think to a certain extent because twenty twenty has been so awful that there's been so much negative negativity this year and you know everything that's been in the news this year has been relatively negative so it's been terrible you know as a whole i would say it's been more negative and so i definitely think we need some positivity something to come in and 
instead of that's instead of dividing us, which this whole year has been dividing, you know, something that brings us together. I think that would be that that would be good. Yeah, and and I think that um, golly, man, I you know I used to I used to like cringe at people that would be like, oh my god, new year, new me, new year. Oh, I can't god. wait for this year to end. It's been so shit. I'm going to the gym. Like. The whole like idea of well, let's just get on to a new year. To me, it always felt like you know what? It's not gonna make a fucking difference, right? If shit sucks, it's gonna suck into the new year. But literally this year, change your mind. I'm seeing it like, dude, let's just get out of 2020 and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, let's go for 2021. Go, you go, and you be great. Be great, 2021. Be great, girl. Or I'm going to pitch a fucking hissy fit. You want to see a grown ass man have a temper tantrum? I'm going to. I'm going to fall on the floor. I'm going to swing my arms and legs. And kick my feet. Yep. And scream and holler. Piss my wife off. And I'm not going outside. <laughs> I don't want to go outside. I don't want to. It's Unbelievable. I think it's going to get better, but I do think it's going to, you know, we're going to have some remnants of the crap pulling into 2021, of course. Yeah. Especially with the, everything going on with. Between COVID and the election. Dude, I'm just over politicians. Oh, my God. I'm so Politics. Tired. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so tired of it. <sighs> it's, it's hard. To, people struggle now, it seems. Maybe this isn't new, but people struggle just having an, an enlightened conversation. And, and even having opposing views. Just know, an, people, can't, people can't talk about it without getting upset anymore. Just being objective is that, hard. I don't. I don't think people know how to be objective anymore. No. I think, I mean, there are, of course, people out there that do, but I think as a whole, we, with what's going on right now, it's easy to not be objective. It's kind of easy to fall into um, just the rut. I mean, everything's been so crap this year that it's it's kind of easy to kind of fall into that mindset, I think. Yeah, and it goes back to my whole point of, like, just stop staring at your fucking phone and getting all your information from a phone. Read a book. Listen to it. You can listen to a book now on Audible. Yeah. I'm sure they do like a seven-day free trial. Okay. Take that. Listen to something. Enjoy it. Don't just. It's like, I, it's like I've told you and I've told Randy this before, too. I like to get up in the morning. Yeah. Get my coffee. Go sit outside when it's freezing cold even. And just balance myself. Yeah. Take in a little nature. Feel the sun. That's the that's the first thing I do when I get up. A cup of coffee and, and I'm sitting outside. Watch the sun come up. I know it sounds cheesy, but the sun's good for you. It is good. It gives you the vitamins. 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 Yeah, we missed Randy tonight. That sucks. Yeah, I hate that he had other plans that, you know, were more had to be done first but yeah he should be back next week though he will he'll be ripping and roaring and ready to go be going into withdrawals he better be i know hey we might have to do a podcast episode in the middle of the week hey do two this week maybe moving on up yeah i think we should uh might have to happen and you know what else um I wanted to kind of announce it on social media, 
But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, too, I'm going to do, I'm going to start a uh, little series called Evil. Okay. Um, and you guys are welcome to join me whenever you can, but um, it's just going to be about, like, lesser known murders, true crime stuff um, that's happened in the United States. You're just going to go on and talk about them? Yeah. It, and they're not going to be like, you know, like our podcast show. Right. It's not going to be like our show, like two hours. Um, it's going to be just like maybe like 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Um, of just kind of telling a story. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool. There's yeah. a lot of, a lot of, I've never realized, you know, until you look, but there's a lot of cases out there that are, dude, that aren't even talked about that are like absolutely horrid. Oh God. Yeah. No one's that you don't hear anything about. Yeah. You never heard of this. Yeah. I mean, people don't know a lot of these things that have happened. And I, and I, these people deserve to have their stories told, you know? And I think it's important that someone does. I agree. I've been, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been trying to get my part to come to the podcast. I know you have. <laughs> I heard the one you really forced out earlier. It didn't come through the microphone, though. No, it didn't. But I'm trying like hell. I'm trying to give some content. Some Con- content. <laughs> some gassy content. Let me show y'all motherfuckers what I'm good at. Some gassy content. Good at thoughts. Bro, so I was, um, you know what really bugs me? Like the, uh, it doesn't bug me, but I think, I think about a lot of things, but I've been looking, reading about Scientology lately. Um. I've not done a whole lot of research into that, but but that's an insane shit, dude. Yeah, you have to pay millions to even get to a certain level where you learn mundane shit about what they believe in. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of homework. Like I watched the a couple years ago, um, Joe Rogan had an episode of on his podcast of with Leah Rimini, uh-huh. you know, from King of Queens. Yeah, she's she's real big in the Scientology. Well, she was. She's not anymore. Oh, is she not? No. She's an enemy of Scientology now. What does she do? So, um, she has a show about it. Yeah. Um, Escaping Scientology, I think it was called. Huh. And um, basically, she just talked about how fucked up, you know, you spend all these years working towards something to find out that it's nonsense. Yeah. Like, if you have a brain at all, that, you know, you get to this level of, uh, you know, servitude, I guess you would call, when you get to a certain level and you've paid so much money and you've done all these classes and courses and all this extra nonsense, and then you find out something that is just like, like she said, she went in for her her test or whatever and it was like this huge deal right and they put her in secrecy and um they had her like reading something talking about how there were beings in in her body because they believe aliens created us okay That's they, they believe that we were created by xenu who like put put humans in a volcano and they erupted out of it. 
we erupted out of a volcano. Yeah, essentially. And then um, she said, like, with when she when she got to like a certain level, right? They have levels, kind of like masonry. Yeah. And, or like a lot of things, but she got to this level, and they were like, "Well, there's beings inside of your your skin and your body, like your finger." Is a being. What? Yeah. And all these beings come together to make you. Well. And that's just that's just one of the levels where you become an auditor. I think they've had a little too much Kool-Aid. Oh, dude. A little too much. Oh, yeah. They drank the whole pitcher. Well, and, and to be real, like the... um, What was his name? The, um, L. Ron Hubbard was the founder of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And he was into wacky shit anyways. And he wrote all he did and what he's no, best known for outside of Scientology is writing the most fictional stories ever, sci-fi stories. He's written the most stories ever in the sci-fi genre. That's because he's crazy. No shit he made this fucking weird-ass religion based on aliens creating humans people people will believe I don't even I don't know that's maybe it's a good thing I haven't done a whole lot of homework into it it's strange man I mean I think that if you're anything you're getting indoctrinated in is dangerous yeah um, because it can create a lot of a lot of insanity inside you and it can make you believe things that are just out of this world um and i think that even um yeah so so there's this thing called babylon working and um it was a series of magic ceremonies or rituals performed from January to March of 1946 by author and pioneer rocket fuel scientist and occultist Jack Parsons and Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard. The ritual was essentially designed to manifest an individual incarnation of the archetypal divine uh, feminine called Babylon. Yeah, that's okay. You miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> the project was based on ideas of Aleister Crowley and his description of a similar project in his 1917 novel, Moonchild, which <clears throat> Aleister Crowley was a known occultist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it's strange, man. I mean, this this guy that founded this religion, in quotations, was doing these weird magic cult things with Jack Parsons, who was a rocket fuel scientist, and he pioneered rocket fuel scientists, uh, science. Yeah, that kind of stuff just doesn't interest me. I think it's interesting because it's people that are prominent. Well, they have a lot of, I mean, their words weigh a lot heavier than yours and mine. There's a lot more weight to them. So it's yeah, I mean, especially in the 40s. 
Well, yeah, people will believe if you're a prominent figure and you say, yeah, this is how it is, your people will try to believe you. <laughs> so listen to this. You know what when, <laughs> rituals of the working. When Parsons declared that the first of the series of rituals was complete and successful, he almost immediately met Marjorie Cameron in his own house and regarded her as an elemental, which for those of you who don't know, it's an element, uh, an elemental is a mythic being that is described in occult and alchemical works from around the time of the European Renaissance, particularly uh, elaborated in the 16th century work of Pericles, Pericles, according to Pericles and his subsequent followers, there are four elementals. So I think a lot of people know what elementals are, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Parsons began the next stage of the series in an attempt to conceive a child through sex magic workings. That's what it goes on to say. What the hell? Dude, that's just, this is the kind of shit, man, that's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Man, you start Googling shit, you talk about falling down a rabbit hole. <laughs> all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so messy. It is so messy, and it is such a, it is a Pandora's box. Yeah. And you could search for hours. Well, and I've, I've also read before that the whole, the whole Jack Parsons, because Jack Parsons founded JPL. Mm. <laughs> and um, he and L. Ron Hubbard did this thing. And did the the little ritual thing, and, and uh, Alistair Crowley had told them not to, I guess, or wasn't a fan of them doing it. Didn't really he frowned upon it, but they did it anyways. And apparently, the how it's how the story goes is that some people believe that there was a a portal rip through time and space, and that's when the whole UFO phenomenon started because they did that that little ritual. And it opened up some gateway for UFOs, aliens. So even if on the off chance that that shit is real, yeah, why you won't be playing with that? Well, it's definitely real. They did that. Yeah, but why you won't be messing with stuff like that? Why do you want to open Pandora's box? I, I don't. I mean, you that's. Know what I mean? And you know the what was was Roswell the first incident like the real real serious incident in UFO history basically was he Roswell New Mexico uh, when they when they had the the you never heard of Roswell um I mean I probably have the UFO but, crash um maybe yeah that's not something I'm very versed. I mean, some people claim it's been debunked, but you know, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. Buy that, um, because you know, as we all know, the government has come out recently and kind of uh, declassified that there has been. Well, we only know stuff that they want us to know. Of course, of course, control and, of information. And so, you know, I think, I think there's a lot to all this stuff, but yeah. The off chance that that's real, you know, the the whole point of this is, though, this this L. Ron Hubbard, who created 
Scientology. Why would you follow him? Why would you take anything he says seriously? I don't know. I bet. I don't. He's understand. a fiction writer. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how people pull, how people make people believe stuff like that. I just don't understand. Like the the crazy thing is that they make them feel like they're actually doing something good, right? And that's kind of like the allure, because they feel like, well, you know, they help me feel included, and that's the problem with any dogma, right? Is, and that's one of the problems I have with you know with church now, yeah, is it's it's a creation of man, right? So, um. You know, when you have somebody like L. Ron Hubbard, he knew how to tell a story. Sounded good. He knew how to sound good. Mm-hmm. So then it made people feel good. And then those people were like, well, he helped me on this emotional level. So they thought that they were helping other people by getting them introduced to Scientology and uh, the fucking cult. You ask me. They just, you know. And there was some woman, um, in the Scientology in the, in the Scientology, who Leah Rimini talked about that went missing. I just don't know what what do you find in that? I mean, for the people that have grasped that, or, you know, or is part of that. What what is it? What is what are you finding in that? What is, I, what is that doing for you? I think it's just a. a a what belonging. Is it satisfying? It's a belonging. Yeah, maybe. Like you belong to something. And like I yeah, said, everybody do. I mean, most people want to belong. Yeah. They want to belong. So. If you feel if you feel like you're doing good, you're gonna want to stay. Yeah. You're gonna want to spread the word. Right. You know, Share and, the and love. I and I don't think that you know. That's not the kind of love I want. No. No. Not even close. No. I don't want to believe that aliens made me. Not my kind of loving. Or that my finger is part of some other being. Well, fingers, I apologize because I have. I'm my own man. Yeah. I'm my own person. Wasn't created. I wasn't created by little beings. But I want to belong. Everybody wants to belong at some point, but damn, dude. At some point, you got to be your own person as well. Yeah, at some point, there's it's called reaching. Dude, it's destructive. Yeah, that's because those these like Scientologists, dude, they will disown their families. Jesus, they'll leave their families, and if so, like, um, say like, say like, um, one of the, like, there's a family, they're all Scientologists, and then like the father would be like, you know, he he would denounce it. The whole family is brainwashed in this Scientology. Excommunicado. Right. So they cut him out, and then they sit there, and they will have the family on video just tell this guy he's terrible. Their father. Their husband. That's just crazy. I don't – I mean, I think there is a certain – especially within a family, you do want to have some similarities and – beliefs and how you feel but to a certain extent i don't love my wife because of her beliefs yeah does that, does that, does that make sense yeah, yeah yeah 
we don't have the, I mean, we don't believe the same. It's yeah. similar, but it's not the same. We have differences. It's always a little bit easier. You know, it's the same with me and my wife. We we believe about the probably really close to the same things. Yeah. Um, and that makes it easier because there's a lot of examples of people that they don't make it because they believe complete polar opposite ends of the things. I would think. Like if 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 yeah, like if if I'm a Christian. Or if someone's a Christian, and then, or whatever they are, Hindu, whatever, and then on the other end of the spectrum, their wife's an atheist, or their husband's an atheist. Oh, creates problems, yeah. Dude, that is a problem that you don't need. Nah. Because, like, it's, like we talked about earlier, objectivity goes out the fucking window when you talk about religion. Uh, blinders get put on. Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh... People are taught to feel so strongly one way and uh, other ways are wrong that it's, if you've got two polar opposite beliefs like that, I mean, you're, you're, how do you, how do you come to the, where, where's your median? Where's I mean, your you median just, where's do you just not talk about it? And probably. I'm sure there are a lot out there that do that. They just don't discuss it. But I feel like it would interfere with like. I don't know. Well, what happens when you have children? How do you? What are you going to teach them? Right. How do you raise them? Yeah. You just don't talk about it, or, or do you try to give them? I mean, what kind of direction? I mean, you got to give your kids direction. So. Yeah. What direction are they getting in life? If every time you talk about it, it's you know you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right, or that no discussion at all, then they they learn nothing from that, you know. Yeah. I think that it, of course, it's important for everyone to find their own yeah belief system. Absolutely, I, mean, I believe it's personal. Yeah, it's very personal. You know, I, you you and I have discussed my eye awakening moment, my yeah. my moment of clarity where it yeah. hit me, and you know, it's it never it's never been important. Religion has never been very big for me growing up. Yeah, it's never really pushed. And I appreciate that because I found where I'm at of my own accord. I, I got here. Right. My own thinking, my own, my own. And I think there's something to be said about that. Um, yeah, that's that's important. It is. You know, but I was 26, I believe, 25, 26, when it kind of dawned on me. And, you know, that moment was pretty big for me. I mean, it was – I don't know that it, I think everybody, I think people have those moments. Yeah. You yeah. Know, different for everybody, different times. You I know, think younger so. Younger or older, your situations are different. But I think, I think there's moments out there that hit you and you have to either take from it or, or don't. Yeah. You know, for me, it uh, kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Yeah. I think it kind of helped me be. Uh, steer me towards a better track a better lifestyle you know yeah and for me you know i i've had the moment and i've had moments like that and i think that part of it, part of religion is hope and kind of what we talked about earlier that life is finite yeah it's hope that it's not it's hope that it you know that you don't just that you're not just born and die 
right. There's more to it. There's more to it. And I think, I, I mean, I believe that. Yeah. For sure. I mean, in my beliefs, I'm a Christian. I might not talk like a Christian, but I know what I believe. Um, well, your beliefs, the way you believe, is very personal as well. Yeah. You, know, you don't – it's it's your your belief. Not everybody else's belief. It's, yeah. It's Gar's. Yeah. But I think that's – I think that's important when it comes to something like that. When it comes to faith, it's you got to be kind of got to find it yourself. It's not something that people can just give you. No, you know they can, you know, maybe help steer you. But I think I think true faith is built through struggle. Yeah, I agree. You know, when you find yourself struggling the most, is when you you come to that ledge where you're like, okay. What do I believe in? Well, you know, my memory is crap. I, I don't, I have a hard time remembering stuff. Yeah. But I, to this day, remember that that moment. I remember where I was, what I was doing. Couldn't tell you what I was wearing. But, you know, I, I that looking down when it, when it happened, I mean, yeah. I remember the image, you know, when I was, I, I can see it clearly. Tell the Even, story. Uh, if you want, I mean, if it's not too personal. No, uh, he was uh, living in Hickory, good old Hickory, and got to an apartment that was way too expensive. And uh, initially, when I moved into the apartment, the bills were fine. Had some things happen, uh, job change, that kind of thing, and uh, couldn't afford couldn't afford the bills anymore. And so I was at a gas station trying to figure out how in the hell I'm going to get gas and eat and get cigarettes because cigarettes had to have them, especially yeah. as stressed out as I was. Yeah. And uh, I decided I was going to put like five bucks in gas and try to scrounge $5 worth of pennies that was around in my car to try and buy a pack of smoke. And then I'd eat something, uh, you know, something's cheap, something small, that 30-cent pack of noodles or something. And... Did not have, did not have enough, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't gonna get paid for another like two weeks, and I didn't, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay the bills, you gotta eat, you gotta be able to go to work. If I can't afford gas, I can't go to work, then I can't afford nothing. And I just, pull, I pulled my wallet out and happened to look down and found forty bucks in my wallet, two twenty dollar bills, and them bastards was crispy, crisp. You could tell they had been in there. It looked like they had been in there for months. I mean, you know, when you crease a dollar bill, you crease it. Once it's, you know, perfectly creased, you know, it's been like that for a minute. You can tell. It's not like it was just put in there. And I don't remember putting it in there. I don't know where it came from. All I know is in my time of need, there it was. And it kind of opened my eyes. You know, did I put them in there and forget about it? You know, if I did, was there a reason? You know, I don't. I don't like to think that things are just given to you. Right. I think that things happen for a reason. So, you know, maybe I did put it in my wallet. You know, three or four months prior, and just had no idea. You know, never, never. I don't know how. You usually open your wallet up every day. Yeah. But I never saw it until I, things were dire, and I really needed it. And what I need, and it wasn't the fact that it was all this money, but it was the fact that it was what I needed. Right yeah. Then. You know, and that was, that 
was important to me. You know, it kind of woke it's me up. Profound, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very. It was a very profound moment. So, it kind of gave me a uh, kind of gave um, that right there. Kind of built my faith. I think kind of gave it to me. Yeah, I mean, it's things like that, man. That that really do. You know, we've all had like that moment, and um, that's what people grasp for. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, and you know, to me, I was able to put gas in my tank, go to get like Wendy's or something. You know, actually yeah, be able to eat right, pretty filling meal, and and buy two packs of smokes. So, you know, I didn't have to worry about it for two days. So, I mean, but I guess what is our uh, what moment? It's all personal, but twenty twenty. What's going to be our moment of, you know, holy cow, like, shit, we found, we found our, our, our money, you know, essentially, like, the faith-building moment. That's like a damn It can't, it, I guess, you know. Is there going to be one? Is there? Because. I hope. We seem to keep fucking things up. Man, we're on a very destructive path right now, I think. Yep. People are even going to be more destructive when we get locked back down again. Yeah. This, this go around, it's, I feel like it's going to be a lot worse because people are already been staying home more and closed up more. And now if they shut us down again, which I think regardless of how you feel about the situation, I, economics, whatever, but I think arguably is, you know, if you want to slow the spread, remove, remove the objects that the spreads through, you know, yeah. you, you separate it. But I don't. I don't think it's going to get very good. I don't think people are going to be a big fan. I think it's going to be bad. No, because it's going to finish off businesses. A lot of small pop shops are going to close. It's going to be. It's. It's going to be bad. Like right now is a time for. I don't want to. I don't know if it, the correct word would be ingenuity. Um. You know, doing something different. I think it goes to show that if our economy can be crippled by that easily by a virus, by a virus, it's crippled us. Yeah, I, I think that goes to show that maybe our state is not as we're not as maybe the state of our world needs to or our country needs to be needs to get better. I mean, maybe we need to have better things in place so that those kind of things can be prevented. I mean, you're you're talking a virus comes in and crippled and who knows what the long term you know effects is going to be right you know how is that going to apply mm-hmm. you have price of wood went up you know it skyrocketed we don't i mean you can't you don't see those those effects until later down the road yeah so we don't even know what the long things long term is going to be for this and if we shut down again yeah there's no telling i mean you can see the immediates of course but there are long-lasting effects, I think, that that haven't even hit us yet. Well, do you think that, you know, I know after, I think it was after the uh, the Depression, mm-hmm. the Great Depression in the United States, I think they gave out grants. Did they? Yeah. For people starting businesses back up, you know, restarting their business. I th- That's I th- just how they jump-started it. I don't know if that happens now. 
to me, I think I think all the money goes back to fucking corporations. It does. I think that's what's going to happen. It, it does. And, and uh, to me, I they think haven't been held accountable. No, no, they're not. You know, and now for the spread that they've caused. Well, and that's what I was fixing to touch on. It's so, disgusting. You know, all this stuff that's going through politics right now. One of the big things is liability protection for the yep. corporations. Crock of shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous be- because you're going to create an, a, a situation, and that's exactly what they've done, where their numbers skyrocket. Part of that, I believe, is is attributed to these corporations because they don't want to pay people to be out of work. Right. They want you to be there working. So unless, you know, you're spewing everywhere and your fever is high, they're going to keep you there. Watch your symptoms. Watch your symptoms. That's great, except there's the whole, you know, don't have symptoms. Right. But can still spread an issue here. And, you know, what, what's, what about that? What about people who are asymptomatic? We're gonna we're you gonna could, continue spreading, right? You know, it's and corporations are allowed to do it, especially if they get liability protection. They can bring me into work, force me to come into work, or fire me, and spread this shit. And it's just gonna keep getting worse, and there's nothing that can be done about it. It's okay. Yeah, and you can literally, you know, I, it, you just don't know what's gonna happen, and you can literally be like. Someone could come into work, have little or no symptoms, and be on a ventilator a week later. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Or have no symptoms and be fine, and you be on a ventilator. A right. And they, and they want, you know. We don't know. They're making everyone go to work in these factories and corporations. And, uh, you know. They don't want it. They're tired of paying people for two weeks of nothing. Yeah. You know, they. I mean, there's corporations out there that have had so many cases that they and then you have corporations that haven't had that many cases. Right. But I know, so from my job, I get an email once a week about the COVID cases. And I went through and looked from, we, as of mid-November, we had worldwide, or globally for us, from, from the beginning, we only had like 145 cases. We're now up to 300. Six weeks, so we've essentially doubled in six weeks versus the past six months. And you know, people obviously people are not paying as much attention to it as far as how they're wearing their masks and washing their hands and whatnot. But I think it goes to show that I'm hoping that it'll kind of wake people up at the state of our world as far as economy goes. Yeah, and how. it's not working. Not for us. The money stays at the top. It doesn't come down. Yeah. I think that we really need to take a step back. Like, if you haven't realized and recognized that the government has does not have your best interest in, in uh, at heart yeah. during this whole situation, you need to wake the fuck up. Yeah, and you're, most companies are going to show you. You haven't noticed it before. You're going to notice now. Yes. They really give a shit about it. Yeah. They're going to show you. Yep. A lot of companies, if. Which to me, you're blind if you didn't recognize that you're just another number. Yeah. To me, it seems almost backwards. It seems like you're shooting yourself in the foot, making your employees come to work when there's potential of spraining it because the potential is you're going to have nobody to come to work eventually. Yeah. 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 And then what do you do? So you're saving a dollar now, but. 
what are you going to do at the end of the day if you've got 15 of your 20 people out? Yeah. Or 75 of your 100 people out? Yeah. Corporations, your your company ain't going to run. I mean, you, you people, you make the money off the people that are coming in busting their ass doing the grunt work. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to take, at some point, at some point, it's going to take people saying, and this isn't just COVID, no. right? It's going to take people standing up and saying, no, no more. Yeah. Like, we got to see this change so we don't keep going down this path of, you know, it's destruction. And I think, I hope that we're getting there, but, you know, part of we need jobs to come back, not sending jobs overseas. Jobs got to be here. Yeah. You know, if we're not keeping jobs here and we're shipping them all out, I mean, all these jobs that are open right now, a lot, the majority of them are, you know, uh, medium wage jobs. Yeah. And it's hard to support a family off medium wage. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not as, it's not doable anymore. It's not. Um, I saw, it's been a year and a half ago, maybe two years now. And I want to say it was, who was, who was the company that did it? It was McDonald's maybe or something. Basically, what they did is they did a rough draft off medium wage and how your finances, how, how what your finances should look like and how it's livable. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I think, yeah. Was it McDonald's? It was. Yeah. So, they're, they're, what they were using for your their bills here in this situation. It was Hokum. Home, like, their house payment was like Hokum. 350 Yeah. And their car payment was like eighty five bucks, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember Who, seeing whose that. Damn car payment is eighty five dollars. Eighty five. The Flintstones. I mean, yeah, they're running with their feet. Yeah, shit. pedaling with their I feet. Mean, like... Nobody. The, the bills that they were saying, you know, phone payment, car insurance, no, no health insurance was included in this, by the way. Yeah. Um, you looking it up? No. But they I mean, cut a lot. I mean, these. Companies have cut a lot, and premiums mm-hmm. have jacked up. Yeah. They've, I mean, it's, the idea that, that you can make a living off eight bucks an hour is insane to me. But I don't think the answer is to bump medium wage up to 15 bucks an hour either. Yeah, I don't know what the answer would be. Uh, I mean, I think to a certain extent it needs to be a little higher, but if we bump the medium wage up to 15 bucks an hour, then what happens to the cost of living? If you bump it up to 15 cost of living doubles then you're essentially in the same spot you were before yeah i think what they need to do is stop being so fucking lenient on huge companies i agree fortune 500s fuck y'all like the like the amazons oh jeff bezos yeah that man has so much money bro and like his ex-wife just donated like four billion dollars or something I yeah. think is what I read, and Jeff Bezos has donated like twenty million. And just so we understand here, to what? I don't, I don't remember. So that's I was reading an article that said something weird. About he, how he has done nothing, but his ex-wife has, right? You know, and yeah. that's the point. You know, a billion dollars versus a million dollars is there's a huge difference there. It's not like going from a thousand to ten thousand. You know, you're talking a billion dollars 
and how much is Jeff Bezos worth? How much does it say he's worth? Um, I don't know. Let's see. One hundred eighty-seven or one hundred eighty-six point seven billion dollars. So he's worth almost two hundred billion dollars. Yeah, that is more than the entire state of North Carolina. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, that's much that so much, much more. money. That is <laughs> so much money that is going to what? I mean, you, you're pretty huge state of of distress right now and yeah there's that much money in one person's pocket you know what i mean yep and obviously uh, he doesn't have 200 billion dollars in his pocket but right you know, tied up and... right but regardless yeah i mean if you have you have people out here with the means to do more yeah. and the only thing they give a shit about is making more money and i'm not i mean that's that's capitalism you know that's that's the way It's great when it's the way for you, but how many other people are getting shit on and can't afford to, you know, struggle to pay their bills every week, and they and they bust their ass, work two jobs, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that the, you got to be a go getter. You got to go to want to do more and be better, <clears throat> be more. But if there's, you know, ten roadblocks to get there, not everybody's gonna want to do those hurdles. Right. So eventually, people get beat down, and they just stay there. They don't want to move up. Yeah, because it's too it's too difficult. Or yeah. they they start doing well, and and you know when it rains it pours, shit hits the fan, and everything happens all at once, and you're right back down to square one. Yeah, I mean that's like for my for my last job, right? Yeah, I loved it when I started there in 2016, and then by the time I got let go because of COVID. In April, um, it was toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, we changed companies, and, and it became this whole, like, <clears throat> you saw, you know, I went from a smaller company that did the same thing as this bigger company, and you saw the change, and they just didn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. And I mean, I- you made good money. That's great you can but, make good money and just be fucking miserable right money ain't everything i mean and, it makes things easier but and that's kind of what i you know i've been putting off doing something like podcasting or something for so long for whatever reason um i guess because you sometimes you feel like it's one of those things you just can't do to be successful at um and, yeah and, and that's you know there's no telling yeah but you don't know unless you try but it's a hundred i would I would rather be doing this yeah. than being absolutely like I was stressed the fuck out. And you know, back then mm-hmm. I couldn't even go in the office without just being over overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, that comes from different things, but dude, it was so bad and they did not give a damn, you know, on the, on the flip side though, you did have, you know, you could make money there. So yeah, what happens yeah. when you're in a that same situation, but you're making eight bucks an hour? That's what I'm saying. And I you won't have no choice. I won't get there. For, there are people know, that there are people that are in that situation, but they don't know what the corporate stress means. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a difference between that stress 
Yeah. And being at fucking food line and someone has a bad attitude. Well, and that's that's not what I'm saying, but I mean I agree. Like you have numbers you have to hit every day. Yeah. Big numbers. And they go up and up and up and up. And then like if you don't hit it for one month, you're the fucking enemy of the company. Yeah. So we have production numbers. We have a certain amount of footage that we're our presses are supposed to run. Um in an hour. That's, yeah. This is what they're supposed to run. Right. And I, let's say, for example, it's 10,000 foot in an hour. Well, next month it's going to be, let's say you ran 14,000 14, instead of 10,000. Well, next month they're going to up it to 12,000. Yeah. Then you do 14 again. Yeah. Then they up it to 13. Well, in this month you only did 12. So they'll, they'll buy, drop back down to 12. Well, then the next month you do good, you do 16. And, you know, Whatever it is, obviously this is not exactly accurate to what our what our how it works, but or how it's gauged. But regardless, so then they up it to the point. Eventually, it gets to the point where you you can't meet those numbers. Yeah, I mean there are because of other factors. <laughs> if you've got small jobs, of course, big jobs, you know, you can't control that. That's the natural flow of things. Yeah, so eventually you hit this threshold. Yep. That their expectation is, and mm-hmm. then you don't get there, and they're like, "Oh my god." The world the is hell? ending. Why didn't you get production? Well, yeah. shit, you've doubled it on me now. I, yeah. I, you can only do so much. There's, there's, but that's, the, like you said, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I went from having to be like at, at um, over 30000 in revenue a month. It went from thirty to fifty. Yeah. And then fifty to $75. And then 75 to 100 you can't, especially when the pandemic started to heat up, bro, they were shutting trucking companies down. People right. were closing the doors left and right. Truckers are wanting crazy money to yeah. get them to go. And, and, and the, you know, I was in freight brokerage and in sales, and I'm working with these huge companies getting contracts for freight. They're shutting their, you know, they're shutting their bids off. There was just nothing going on. Yeah. And people were lucky. You know, there were people in the company that got real lucky, um, but also there was some undercutting going on. They were taking com- customers from me, yeah, prospects that I had worked with, um, and I'm and you know I'm not the one to blame people for shit going wrong, right? But there was a lot of wonky shit, and I wasn't the only one like saying these things. Well, they've like minimalized since then. Oh they? yeah, yeah. They they, I was one of like 200 people cut, so. And that was because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all the, all, pro- all the prospects I've had for a new job have kind of all gone out the door because of the virus revamping. Well, that's, you know, that's just one of many yeah. companies yeah. that have had to shut the doors and then just stop hiring and stop hiring and putting on freezes, run skeleton, you know, skeleton crew because they can't hire anybody else right now because. Yeah, and I think it's just going to keep getting worse. I hate, I hope not, but the way things are moving, I think that we're kind of spiraling right now. It's starting to snowball again. And to be really honest, we need some fucking help from the government. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm not that type of, like, you know, we need it. I think. People are going to need it. I think these big corporations could do more, too. They could do more. They could. Do better. 
they could. They could do better. And they need to be held accountable for it. Um, because you can't tell me if you believe in the if you believe in the way this thing spreads that they're not a part of it. I I don't see I think they could be the biggest part of it. I'm personally I don't see I mean, holidays, of course. People getting together, being closer. You know, people are tired of COVID, they're tired of worrying about it, so they're doing less, but these corporations, I mean, the the majority of the spread is from seven to five, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they lock it, they put a 10 p.m. curfew in. You got to be in, be home by 10. Apparently, because the virus sleeps, you know, mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock, it's bedtime. You know, that 10 o'clock is not when people are out. You, the, you have people out, of course, bouncing, doing this or doing that, but most people are home at 10 o'clock. Right. But what about all your people that are at work through the day? You know, I think it's impossible to prevent the spread in a situation like this. Yeah. Especially if corporations are going to be allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Right. They make their own rules. They They always have. Yeah. If they make their own rules, then, you know, that they do what they want. Yeah. And nobody cares. I mean, no one's going to do anything about it. No. It's going to be allowed because that's the way America runs. Yeah. And, and you know, I used to not be one to be like, you know, we need to attack the corporations or punish corporations. But, damn, dude, like, what the fuck? It's it's not even really about attacking the no, corporations. No, it's not. It's, it's about, about standing up for what's right. Yeah. And this is not right. Well, and you d- Don't get me wrong. Corporations, somebody's got to have the idea. They serve their purpose. Got to have the money to, of fix, course. to start it. But of course, corporations will do better if their staff are. You take care of your staff. If your morale's high and your staff, they care. Right. Your people care. You're going to get more out of them. You're going to get higher numbers. You're going to get harder work if you show them. Don't just say it. Thank you, guys. Here's a fifty dollar gift card for working so hard this year. That doesn't show that you appreciate these people coming in busting their ass for you. Right. You know, and you get, well, you get a 15-cent raise. Congratulations. And that only ups during this pandemic because people are, they're paranoid about themselves, about their families, that they're going home to, where they're going to get money if they get laid off. What are they going to do? Yeah. It's a scare, you know, or they're scared to come into, they're already intimidated by being at work, right. and being around this. I mean, especially if you got a corporation that's bringing people in, knowing their wife's got a fever and they're sick. Yeah, you know what? What do you? All you're doing is bringing that in. Yeah, and then create more fear, more panic, and more distrust, more distraction, more distraction. So you're going to get less anyway, less production. Yeah, you know, and production makes the world go round. So, I, I want to get out of this. I want to get out of these. This this. Topic. It just it frustrates me. It's very frustrating because here I sit, and as well as I feel, you know, as good as I feel, feel, you know, maybe like spiritually, holistically, whatever. I still have that in my head. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Because of course I'm still unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and 
thank God, like we've been able to make things work. Um, but you know, not everybody are going to be that lucky. No, you know, I mean, you're talking losing houses, losing cars, losing. Yeah, it's everything. frustrating. It's very frustrating, and I don't, I don't understand why we can't put something into place that can. So you want the corporations to behave a certain way. You want them to do certain things. So why can we not put in things to try and coerce them to act a certain way? You know, tax breaks. You know, why why can't you have tax breaks, tax breaks for putting a, a certain amount of money back into your employees as raises? I mean, putting money into your corporation to make things safer and upping, getting better, you know, equipment. Why is that not a way? For corporations to make money you know what i mean you know these are the same corporations that dump toxins mm-hmm. so they don't give a damn no that's why you have to incentivize them you have to give them a reason to do what you want them to do yeah you've got to manipulate them you do you know and there's right now corporations make all this money and they're going to continue to yeah and not do anything else for the the people that they're they're you know in their within that they I'm getting tongue tied here not doing anything for the people that work for them right but if you were to implement stuff to coerce them to take care of their employees your employees would be happier they'd make better money they know that they can sit there for thirty years and actually progress and, and not just sit at 20 bucks an hour for yeah the last 20 years that they're there yeah you know some people are okay with that but eventually i mean there's a lot of people out there that are not 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 okay with the idea of not being able to progress no i and you know i was i just i I wasn't happy and i was miserable because of the, the stress but also just because I felt so unfulfilled. Yeah. It was not fulfilling at all. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was like I was mining for these people. You know what I mean? Like, and they, they were like, well, you get commission and we'll yeah. give you a good salary, but I'm mining business for them. They probably made more off of me than I made. Oh, I guarantee it in a year. Yeah. Made more off you made the entire time you worked there. Yeah. So, and so I, you know, I'm glad I'm out of it, and it was like a it was a blessing in disguise. But um, but um, you just keep moving on. I think there are more than one more than one way to make some you know make a living. Yeah, not just going and doing your monotonous job every single day. And I think people there's a lot of people out there that have proven that. Yeah, you know they made something out of themselves for sure. Not, going and busting their ass at a factory or working for a corporation for, you know, whatever it is that you're making. Yeah. Like that. And that's, that's the whole reason that I'm trying, like, I want to really put my effort time into this thing. Um, and for those, for those of you listening, um, we did start a Patreon. I had a couple requests from other folks to start a Patreon so you could, um, so folks could support the podcast. Um, I did set that up. The link is in my, um, 
Instagram feed, and I'll and I'll put it in the uh podcast as well, um on Spotify maybe if I can put it in there, and I'll also put it in the YouTube video, um. But we have three tiers like most do, um. The only the the top tier is the founders tier, and you get a T-shirt, coffee mug, custom custom made by us, uh, and then all the ad free content, live content. And then there's the second, uh, the tier one and two, which is uh, ad-free content, behind-the-scenes content, uh, content. Uh, tier one and two, uh, one is three dollars, two is ten dollars, and then the founders, the founders, um, Patreon tier is twenty-five bucks. And um, so, like I said, I had a few people that that had asked me to start that, and. Um, so it's there, and I'll put the links wherever I can. Um, and I appreciate everybody. We we appreciate everybody that's been uh, giving us feedback and and listening to the podcast. And I hope you're all enjoying it. And um, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Yeah, call it a night. Give it our uh, ending comments. Give it our ending final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm gonna let Trevor go first because he usually goes first. Well, I, Randy usually goes first. Yeah, but. Wendy. Wendy goes first. Wendy. Uh, final comments. Yep. Comments. Comments. Thoughtments. Thoughtments. It's thoughts and comments. Thoughts yeah. and comments. Thoughtments. Thoughtments. There you go. Final thoughtments. Um, patent pending. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, same thing I guess as last week. Be safe. Pay attention, you know. I think that's that's all I got. Well, just uh, remember to wash your hands, especially you after you shit. Please God. Pee as well if you're you know jostling around everything down there. Yeah, imagine imagine what you touch. I mean, you, you touch your your duper. You know? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's so it's so bad. Um, check on the people you love. Talk to people you care about. Reach out to somebody. Uh, we got Christmas coming up. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is going to be the Happy New Year. Hopefully 2021, like we talked about, it's going to be a great year for everyone. Um, Hopefully it starts off with a bang for everybody. A, a good bang. With a, a <laughs> proverbial bang. bang. Yeah, a good bang. <laughs> yeah. not, a, not a literal, like, <laughs> fucking explosion. Uh, because that's all we need for the this year to round out the oh year. Oh my god! Um, we got eleven more days, twelve more days. You know, we've had Joe Exotic, Murder Hornets, Monoliths. Can we can we talk about those fucking STDs for a minute, bro? They're scary, bro. Those things are bigger than my thumb. They're scary, and they will bite. They bite honeybees' heads off. Ooh, I don't like stuff. I don't like that. I don't like stuff. I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like stuff. I don't like stuff. I don't like big stuff, big bugs, big snakes, uh-uh. negative, big spiders. Well, maybe maybe on the next episode, and we might do some more episodes this week too. So maybe on the next episode, we'll talk about some big ass bugs and spiders and snakes. Talk about the big anacondas. Anaconda. Anacondas. There's some holes in this house. <laughs> All right, family. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you on the next one.